Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Empire Rolls podcast. My name is Paul Mann and I'll be hosting the show today. Well, it's finally happened. The message came through, the smoke came uh, above the Medeski Stadium at 10.46 this morning. The Yapstam has gone by mutual consent. And helping me talk about this today, I'm joined by Git Redding's Jonathan Lowe. Hello. Hello, good evening. So, what do we think then, Jonathan? I mean... It's amazing how it still managed to be shock news. Yes, it was. Um, yeah, I think it was. I mean, obviously, it was coming. It, all all the uh, arrows pointed towards uh, a stam exit. It's just more the timing, which was the surprising aspect. Certainly for me, I thought he was going to be given to the end of the season, and then he would probably um, at least have a, have a good sit down with the owners and the and the chief exec, and and probably think enough was enough but they've left it this long this was really the final opportunity given the international break and no game this weekend you thought it would give a new boss if they were to appoint him very quickly a little bit more time to get to know the players and prepare them for the for the last eight games so um and that's what they've done so it'll be interesting to see uh, how long they do take to appoint someone else it's obviously uh been a few hours now i don't think it's going to be today as in wednesday so probably towards the end of the week and then I'll give them a week maximum basically to get down with the players and um, start implementing their, their styles and what they're going to be doing over the next um, you know few weeks to haul running out of trouble. So um, as I say, yes, it, the, the timing more than anything, um, I think it was a, it'd been coming a long time. The, the fans had certainly voted with their feet, the low attendances at the Medeski Stadium, the booing, um, him not helping himself, by not, um, you know, blaming himself after results, uh, you know, for whether it was for team selection or tactics or whatever, um, that didn't win him any any uh, supporters, and um, you just felt uh, like we said a bit earlier, it was just a bit wasn't an enjoyable experience going to watch Reading, and it really needed just a a fresh pair of eyes uh, to look at things and uh, and uh, a new person to take things forward, and uh, they finally gone for it. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, do I think that everything's rosy in the garden? No, it isn't all of a sudden, sadly. I, we aren't certainly going to become a much better team immediately overnight. And we are definitely not guaranteed to stay up. The damage has already been done to the season, I think. I mean, if you have one win in 18, that's very hard to reverse that momentum, confidence and get it back into the team. Will a new manager be able to do that? Well, I think he's got more chance than Yepstam would have had continuing yeah. so I think this is why the change makes sense um, it'd be interesting to see how long they give this person will it be to the end of the season or will it be longer and that obviously depends on who we get and uh, if you're someone who's being linked already quite strongly like Paul Clement you probably wouldn't come on just to the end of the season no, you probably value yourself too much which is fair enough yeah it depends on a lot of things doesn't it it's the, I think the type of manager in this situation, you want someone like a um, someone like a Harry Redknapp to kind of get get them going. He will give them a rocket. He'll yeah. get them going. He'll he'll get them enough wins until the end of the season, and then you think if he's done enough, has he done enough to earn a, a longer deal, or has he done enough to say thanks, mate? Um, you know, you did your job as required, but now we want to look. For forward the next three years and we want someone who's going to be here for three years and wants to 
implement their philosophy and basically start from scratch really and, and progress Reading um, you know in, in the short term so um, yeah I say someone like a, a Harry Renap just to not necessarily him uh, <laughs> yeah. well I would like to see him just to just give it a go um, I think someone yeah exactly really? yes great for media yeah definitely yeah. Um, you know someone of, of that ilk uh, Neil Warner Neil Warner yes. another example yeah. Steve Costrell another example a lot of people don't want Steve Costrell but no. he is the type of person who would no doubt tear into them and yeah. get them going um, and that's I think that's really what they need um, to to uh, to start turning turning around the form so um, it's it's a very very interesting one because um, I mean you look at Southampton it's a similar situation uh, in the Premier League I think they won one in 17 and made the change they've got Mark Hughes in um, on a short term deal but I think with a longer term yes, plan possibility, yes, yeah. and he's someone who could probably you could see him staying longer term yeah definitely yes. and also someone who can get them going for the final few games so someone yeah. of that ilk would probably would suit Reading yeah we've also got to think about people who realistically are going to come into the club at this exact point I mean how much money is there going to be to spend in the summer we don't know and any manager that comes in is going to know that I mean we we didn't spend incredible amounts of money last summer but we definitely didn't spend a small amount another thing that yeah probably couldn't complain about he couldn't say no. that he managed to keep all the players that realistically he could Daniel Williams is always going to leave regardless Premier League was the club he wanted to go to regardless yeah it was almost that was the club yeah so I think that if thing of if Paul Clement I mean I'm kind of I think he would be a decent appointment if he was to come obviously he's got a hell of a track record hasn't he I mean he's been PSG buying Real Madrid as assistant manager and then you see he had a spell at Derby and then he got sacked and he was only five points off the top of the league. And you think, who else has succeeded at Derby? Nobody. Yeah, and true. last season he went yeah. in at Swansea, did some firefighting there and then got them to stay. Obviously, a little bit earlier he went in there. I think he went in in December. So he had more time. Or maybe January, I'm not quite sure actually, December I think. And then he had time to kind of sort that situation out. But this time... Yeah, we've got a real problem. Whoever comes in to turn that confidence around for those players. I mean, loads of them are tweet out today saying how they support the manager and you yeah, get all of this. That was, uh, was kind of expected, I think. I mean, and I think you know a lot of them did enjoy working with him and and, and did say what a good good coach he was and uh, you know really developed their game. But for one reason or another, um, they just never got into any rhythm this season and uh, for all their their maybe their their own games improved as a team they just weren't clicking together at all and um, it, that's why change was necessary yeah it was very visible I mean whatever the players will say they'll say oh we're all together but I found the most interesting one was from Gareth from McCleary when he actually said we are all accountable yes which is true yeah. it's not just yeah. the apps down the players are also take responsibility for some of their really wow, just absolutely dire performances. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you can't yeah. just say, oh, yeah, Stam, you are to blame for everything that's gone wrong because that's not the case. No, no, certainly not. Um, but the the manager bears the brunt of it. Yeah. That, that's that's modern day football. Um, and I mean, I just, you just look at the, 
the Norwich game at the weekend, it was I mean the, the it was a defensive shambles again in the first half an hour or so. You look is that the manager for not organising them correctly? Is that the the fact that there's no leaders on the pitch? So has he not recruited right? Um, why aren't the players doing the basics right? At, at corners, they were just conceding at corners and they had no one on the post. And you think, either as a player, just, just go there and you'll probably stop a goal. Yeah. Or why isn't the manager just saying, put, put someone there as well? So it's a, you know, where does, where does it start? Where does it stop in terms of responsibility? But I think, yeah, it's, it's basically a collective effort. Yes, yeah, totally. I, I think in the last six weeks or maybe even two months, the players have looked very unhappy with each other on the pitch. And yeah. that's not really a good sign. I have no problem with players shouting at each other and arguments on the pitch. That you know, that's fine. That's just part of football, isn't it? But this is happening every single week. Yeah. And it seems to be certain players who are shouting at each other and not taking responsibility and blaming others on a regular yeah. basis. And what when I thought was a a really important moment for Yapstam in the last few weeks is when he decided to change the style completely and then come out after a match and then say, oh, it's not the style I would like to play. And I think yeah. once, I think he'll probably look back in his own mind, he'll probably look back and say, oh, I should have kept to my own style. And yeah. he convince himself of that. But the problem is, it's just no, no flexibility. No. No flexibility. Which um, I was saying last week that Dave Kitson said one of his major issues that he's got is that he doesn't show any flexibility. And in the championship, if you just play in any league, really, if you play in the same style every single week, unless you're way better than the opposition, it's just not going to work. Yeah. 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 It, it kind of worked last year, though, didn't it? it and it kind of did. Yeah, went into definitely. place. And I think I saw some stats today, like they, they had. A similar amount of shots, I think, but they just ended up scoring a few more last year. And and but the reverse in terms of defensively this year, they're conceding a few more shots, and those basically are the goals that they let in. So it's 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 funny, isn't it? How how it can change in a matter of what's it nine ten months? Yeah, yeah it's, it's incredible. I mean, I remember thinking when he signed his new contract, I was delighted when he signed his new contract. I'm not going to contradict myself and yeah. say that because I was. Definitely, but some of the things that have happened have been out of his control as well. If you look at the injuries to uh, Kermigan, massive, massive loss compared to last season. He's come back, but he's nowhere near the player that he was um, because it's just the injury is just too much for him. So there's no criticism of him there. Jordan Abita, also another injury, and that's perhaps down to bad recruitment. But yet again, I don't think you can blame Yap for that. No. <laughs> if the club don't go and sign players... And you've had loss of form from multiple players. Multiple players. I mean, Liam yeah. Kelly's only just coming back into form, really. Yes, yeah, I agree. So, yeah. And Manone was all right at the beginning, but then he's, he's, he tailed off. Yeah, he's drifted off as well. And Swift, Swift really hasn't had much of an impact this season because he's constantly injured again. Yeah, yeah. Again, I, I, I think there's something a bit more to that, though. I think the way the players train, perhaps the way... I mean, I'm no medical expert, but... Some players I know get injured more than others, but there must be a uh, a way of kind of going into games being in a better shape than you can be, or or mm. vice versa. And I think they seem to be picking up more knocks than they should. Yes. Um, yes. Definitely. And again, you know, is it is it is that a management issue, a medical staff issue? I don't know, but um, I, I think I mean, look at, look at Chris Gunter. He 
basically never gets injured. Never. I know he is a, a, an extreme, perhaps, but if you're in a, in that kind of cycle of being very very fit, and mm. you know you should be able to shrug off these little knocks a bit more than 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 they should be. Yeah, it's also um, that's just a thought. I'd no, no, definitely. Not. But there's also a coincidence of uh, how many players have got knocks and out injured when we're not doing well, compared to how many were injured when we were doing very well last season. Yes, it's yeah, there is quite, well. I, it's fine. It's with yeah. all clubs. This is not just the, the Reading one this season. All clubs, when you're in a bad run, those knocks seem to get a little bit worse. It's quite amazing yeah. how that happens. Yeah, I think I think yeah. Yeah, I remember. I think Andrew Saldrink saying that a few of the players played through the playoff final. You know, which they shouldn't have done. But, yeah, definitely. But they obviously yeah. wanted to play, and yeah, um, I think you know, there's obviously that as well that didn't have too much break over the summer, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and there's and it's been a constant flow of football for almost two years now. So I'm not putting up all these excuses, but I <laughs> yeah. think it, that that is. Uh, uh, perhaps a, a factor in, in how they've kind of tailed off this season. Yeah, you could also say last season taking so much out of their body. Yes, and just yeah. some of them would just can't mm. repeat it again. Yeah, and also you, when you're winning, you get the extra adrenaline, don't you? And endorphins from winning, and you can get yeah. through things as well. One thing that we will definitely get from any new manager that comes in here say that the fitness needs to be improved. That is an absolute yeah. <laughs> yeah. positive. That will definitely happen. Every single manager that comes in says the same, and then everyone goes, "Oh yeah, I knew the fitness was a problem." I don't really. I've noticed the fitness a bit of a problem. When they've changed the style and they've been more energetic and pressing, they didn't look very fit then, but I don't think it was a problem before. Not no, really. No, not necessarily, no. 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 And obviously with the new players as well, I mean, there's a lot of new players from last year. So they would, I mean, certainly people like Mo Barrow didn't have as much football last year. I think Luco played every game, but, yeah. um, and Bakuna was coming in and out the side, so he should have been a bit fresher, so... Yeah, I mean, if I look at um, Barrow, he seems to be quite a first-half player. Yes. Something I've noticed from yep. him. He has a really big impact, and if it doesn't happen in the first half, that could be a combination of, I don't know, um, kind of in the second half, we're normally losing. He yeah. also gets marked out the game in the second half a lot more. Yeah. Maybe fitness, I mean, I don't know. But it seems to have happened in a lot of matches, and he just doesn't seem to get the ball, which is another reason why we don't notice him, which isn't his fault. But. Yeah, which is why I think maybe he should be playing more centrally, uh, although he was played a couple of times more centrally earlier on in the season, didn't do anything. I just mm. think sometimes on the left wing he's a bit isolated, and he's, he's I mean, he's, he's the main man. If, if certainly in the last few weeks I was just saying, get the ball to Barrow, get the ball to Barrow, he's the one who's going to create something. Definitely, um, yeah, totally. And yeah. you know, he was just out on the left wing and waiting for the ball to come to him and he wasn't really being used enough, certainly for my liking. No, definitely, because on the right-hand side, we haven't had an answer all season. And another thing that we've sold players, we've obviously sold Beerins, we've sold Popper, so we've got no real options and now Gareth McCleary's out injured. So who do we play on the right-hand side? This is another thing that Yapstan's had to deal with it's a constant problems of not being able to find the solution to these issues. I mean, I don't think, look, don't make it sound like I'm, I'm feeling really sorry for him. <laughs> one win in 18. You are at the moment. I, I am a bit, okay. I know, I know, but I just wanted to be a bit more balanced and not just a, an attack on the upstand because yeah. he did do some good things in the first season, definitely. Getting to Wembley, nobody expected that. So that was a miracle. Mm. totally I yep. mean with the squad that we had and the fact that the seasons before I think with a very similar squad we finished 17th and 19th 
That was, and I see people say that that was undeserved and it was a bit unlucky. Yeah, maybe it was lucky at points, but to finish third in a whole season, I think you deserve, that's not just luck. No, you're doing yeah. something right to get, yeah. I think it was 85 points, I think, in, yeah, in that's the championship. That's, yeah. you know, I mean, you have a bit of luck along the way, but you make your own luck and, you know, you, you, you do well and that's and you, and you get what you deserve. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. Totally. I mean, that day at Wembley, that, that's just, that's what set the alarm bells for me straight away with the, in a major way, was I think that game was there to be won. And I'm not saying we should have been kamikaze because you're never going to be like that in a playoff final. There's too much at stake. But just a little bit and playing. And I still have reoccurring nightmares of Blackett and Vanderberg in the first half. That was just <laughs> on that left-hand side yeah. of our defence. Yeah. And, oh, dear, 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 dear. Yes. That was like... But Vanderberg, wonder if he'll get any games now. Well, that'd be an interesting Ooh. one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I know he comes in for a bit of flack, but I, I don't mind him as a player. Mm, he I splits opinion. He, that is for certain. Yes, he does. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he's, you know, he's, he's one who will get stuck in, and, um, but he, you know, he will make mistakes, but he will, you know, keep going, and he's got quite good balance. He's shown some sort of nice, nice moves in, in kind of tight situations, and, um. You know, he's not the first name on the team sheet, but I, I think I would have him over a few other players, certainly. I think he was the first name with Yab. Yes, <laughs> yeah, possibly, yeah. yeah. I, think he, I think he was almost his man on the pitch, though. Yeah. I think every manager has one of those yeah. that they have complete faith in yeah. and they think that that's them on the pitch. Yeah. There's, there's nothing new about that. I think probably, yeah, I could probably run through a lot of them if I actually thought about it. But yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, off the top of your head, it's quite difficult to kind of think of these things but that's the problem with doing a podcast isn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I think you know McDermott had his favourites didn't he and and Clark I can't think who exactly but I, I'm sure they, I remember they, later we they, got yeah. a lot of stick towards the end of his time under um, McDermott in his second spell I know in the first spell sorry in the Premier League and it's just amazing how much stick he got because he was one of the key reasons we went up yeah but yeah, yeah. and who else was the other options oh it's because we had Carrico. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes, who yeah, never yeah, played. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> that was why. Infamous. Yeah. yeah. I've forgotten all about him. Yeah. So, yeah. So, if we were looking at the um, uh, odds of someone coming in, who they're going to be, we've got um, uh, Pavel Pogramniak. Is a, I saw earlier 16 to 1. I mean, I think that's a bit of a long shot. <laughs> I think it is. Well, I would absolutely love to see that. I don't think we could match his previous wages, though. No, probably not. <laughs> no. Well, if we could take a zero yeah. off yeah <laughs> maybe. maybe yeah two or three actually yeah but, uh, god yeah no no that would be I think Clement seems to be the one that seems to be linked uh, strongly as we speak obviously that could change yeah. by the time this podcast comes out because it's a fast moving beast this or is it going to be fast moving with the owners because I mean you certainly hope so I think in this situation, you've really got to have someone lined up. Yes, I think um, you should, definitely. Clearly, they haven't had someone totally lined up because they probably would have appointed him by now, yeah. given the fact that the announcement was mid-morning. So, um, possible concern, but whether they're all uh, doing all the stuff tonight at the stadium, uh, we don't know. But um, certainly, Clement doesn't really... 
engineered too much excitement certainly from what I've seen and heard and kind of for myself as well um, but you've got to give these guys a chance and um, you know they'll want to prove themselves and uh, you know there's a great opportunity to to you know make a mark in the, in the next few months or so and, and say you know you're, you're the guy who helps Reading to safety so yeah definitely because I mean whoever comes in it's going to be a really difficult job I mean I would say under Yapstam our chances of staying up were somewhere between zero and one percent because the momentum was so horrible I had a funny feeling that they, they would stay up yeah, I saw you thought we were going to get eight points from the rest of the games, wasn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, so I said the side of win against Sunderland and Ipswich, which I think is, I mean, Sunderland definitely, definitely. Ipswich, yeah. I think, is the penultimate game of the season yes, or, or one so, yes. yeah. And Ipswich is just mid-table and yes. generally not very good in my eyes. <laughs> uh, certainly away from home. No. Uh, then I think I said draws against, uh, who was it? Um, we've got QPR coming oh up. yeah I think we've draw against draw at home to QPR and then I think yeah maybe the Preston game uh, draw mm. as well so I think I mean QPR of what are they I think they're nine points above Reading so nine yes. or ten something like that so yeah. again kind of nothing to play for and well not really um, and I thought they would have just sort of ground out the results and then, and then got to and especially with probably having Tommy Elphick back next week as well yes Tommy um, Elphick possibly yes, Paul McShane yes. as well that yeah. I'm sure would have solidified them um, Chris Martin I think he's been ill but yeah. if he was to come back on yeah, even, grab, even grab a couple of goals yeah. between the end of the season uh, I think they would have had enough I don't, not by much but that's 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 for the basis of my positivity. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, having a couple of key it. players like John Swift maybe as well, mm. um, and they say, you know, probably will take a couple of wins. That's all it is. Yes, yes. And I, I know think. that's we're talking about Reading who've won one in eighteen, and um, but I, you know, I just I just felt that they would have had enough. I think they still will have enough, but. Yeah, I hope they will. I mean, I think now our probability of staying up has probably gone to something, even without appointing anyone, which is completely crazy, really, in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> I would say just the mood has changed completely. And some of those players will now, I don't know, I don't know how the players react to it, but I think I'd say it's gone up to 20, 25%. Yes. Yeah. Not much more, because yeah. I really, I mean, I haven't really intensively looked at Birmingham's fixtures, but I don't think they've got great ones. And we've also got no. Barnsley still below us. How are we in this position? We're talking about Birmingham and Barnsley. Well, it's, it's incredible, <laughs> isn't it? But it's incredible that Reading yes. aren't cut adrift at the bottom. They should well. be. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That's how I mean, bad that's... it's been this season, the championship. Yeah. How on earth they've got 36 points? I, I don't know. I really don't know. No, because we've been atrocious in some games. Really yeah. bad. But it's been I mean, atrocious for, for months. That's the yes, thing. Yes, it has been, yes. I said and, earlier that we should have sacked um, him, really, in January. Because if you're going to make that change, it should yeah. be then, really. You give them a chance, you give yes. them the transfer window, yeah. Exactly. And then you think, okay, well, that's a fair, that makes sense. But we've left it so late. That the probability of the person to actually, I mean, if he comes in and keeps us up, he's done really well really well yeah. however it happens it doesn't matter if it's on the last second of the day I think yeah. it doesn't season it doesn't matter how it happens but I don't think it's going to be convincing no <laughs> I can't I see think, that no it's no. not it's not going to be pretty and I actually think there'll be a few more twists and turns but I, yeah. in terms of Reading being in the relegation zone I don't think they've been in no they? I don't think they've been in it at all which is quite remember, say, which is quite remarkable and yes we did it it's, so, yeah <laughs> 
so, um, by that. And know, there's also uh, this stat that we keep on being relegated in years that end with an eight. Yes, that is a bit. That is a really random one. Yeah. yeah. It's the last two times, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah, we did 98 and 88. Yeah, I think it was 78 as well, maybe. Yeah. That's quite a. Yeah, we need to break that trend. Yeah. (laughs) We need to break that trend. Well, they're doing their best, I think, to uh, to get it. uh, They are doing their best. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think some of the players need to be shook up, really. I think they need to be shaken. And I think they've slipped into some really low standards. And I think they need someone to come in and give them a kick up the arse, basically. Yeah. I think that's what they need. A yes. reality check, some of them. Yeah. And they're living... And then just seeing... Going to, back to Yapstam saying about how he's criticised the fans and all those situations. He's come out today and said, oh, it's a wonderful club. But the thing is, Yap, you've said quite negative things about the fans for a long time. And that has not helped the situation. Whether he thinks that's true or not... It's hopefully he'll learn for his sake in his next job in that one. Yeah. Because, you know, that doesn't help. No. No, no I think I think you, you look at it, I mean, as I say, it's his first uh, first time in, as a, a manager in, in England, I think, and first, like, a, in a managerial capacity as well. So he's learning on the job like like we all would do, really. And I know, obviously, he's got the, the past experience as, as a player and... and had experience as a coach in, in Ajax, but nothing kind of can really um, prepare you for a, to be a, a full-on manager in, in the championship, which is, you know, notably one of the toughest leagues in the world, isn't it? And, it's a slog, and, isn't uh, it? Yeah. It is, yeah, it really is. It's, yeah. yeah, and plus you've got all the cup games as well, potentially, yeah. and, um, and you know, you couldn't really have dreamt much better first season in charge, and yeah. That obviously raises expectations, and then second season, it's it's, it's more of a reality check, and um, fortunately, just wasn't able to to cope with it in the end. No, no. Uh, his last few times when he's actually spoken after the match, he seemed quite. Obviously, he didn't want to get the sack, but he did seem like he was clinging on by dear life, and it was almost as if in a couple of weeks, I think to himself, "I'm better off out, really." Yeah, yeah, kind of. Very much so. I'm very much in that vicious circle now, and once he's out of it, he realised the mistakes he's probably made. Yeah, there was there was quite a few games. I remember even earlier on in the season, I think the Hull City game back in whenever it was November time, and mm. there were boos. I think at the end, and it was really quite down after that. And, and you, oh, the one you know, all the late goals from yeah, Barca. Yeah, Barca. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and you know, you thought, you know, he's. he's perfectly entitled to walk after that it's rubbish he seemed all down he seemed at a loss to you know what's the answer to all this but then that kind of came on week after week and it was coming the same answers same questions same answers um and you thought well one day he's gonna be off but he kept going and he it appeared you know he wasn't gonna walk and uh something at Norwich obviously was it was the end of his tether the, yeah the, then he's it was the cold that he was like yeah. you know, <laughs> just, just done him in it was alright it's just the cold I can't do, <laughs> deal with it anymore no. no and then he refused to speak to well, not, no 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 let's rephrase that he didn't refuse to speak he decided that he'd put the assistant manager forward instead which at the time I did not think was a good idea at all uh, I haven't changed my mind on that I think if you're the head of the ship and the situation that you're in with one win in 18, three points off the relegation zone, 
you've got to face up to people. You see people like McDermott and in his second spell getting severe pressure under a really horrible amount of pressure. Mm. And he's still faced up. Yeah. You just think, come on. And even if they say the same stuff, they've, yeah. they've just got to show themselves rather than hide away. And, and that's, yes. you know, that's ultimately what it, that's what it looked like. And, um, Poor old Andrew's got all the got yeah, all the questioning, did. but uh, I mean, he does he does come out every every now and then, usually kind of for the cup games, just to get a different yeah. voice and everything. But given the situation, it was uh, slightly uh, well, just very surprising to see him. And you know, initially, do you think, oh, is Stam ill? Is he, is he? You know, maybe there is a reason behind it. But then you kind of think, actually, there's there's something more more to it. Yeah, I mean, I must admit at that point, I didn't think he was going to leave. And then when we got to Monday, I didn't think he was going to leave. And then we got to Tuesday, I thought, no, he's definitely not going to leave. <laughs> and then yeah. this morning, you think, oh, he has left. And then, <laughs> and, and then it kind of comes out of the blue, really. As I say, yeah. I, I, I initially thought, hang on, is this, uh, is this another wind-up? Because it looked, it looked very genuine, and that's what so many people have been tweeting, you know, just waiting for official statement, just waiting for club statement. Yes. Please, please, please just announce it. <laughs> And and they finally did, and uh, yeah, the the dreaded club logo, which which yeah. accompanies the statement, it's always an ominous sign. Oh, was it the one with the flag? The, the no, flag. there was no flag. I think the it was just flag. it was just a really close up shot of uh, of one of the one of the um, the seats on the dugout. I think. Oh, it's, it's, it's got the, it's got the logo stitched in. Yeah, they've clearly had a, f- a few of those photos just for. Uh, <laughs> Just for scenarios which uh, they don't need to uh, face to accompany a story. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. There's sometimes. Yeah, I'm thinking of appropriate stories now. But <laughs> yeah, no. It's uh, to be honest, my feeling is I just totally relieved that he's gone. I am. Yeah, I, I totally think it's relieved. it's a it's a weight off the shoulders for whoever really kind of the the fans, the players, and the manager himself. It was just you know been going on for so long. Comments left, right, and center. And um, now you know it's a it's a, a new lease of life for yeah. the club really, and for whoever t- who's going to take the club forward. And um, you know it's a, it's a fresh start, and you know it might be a step back, but ultimately it's it's to help the the club move forward. So let's hope it's uh, it, yeah it, it does that. I hope so. I mean, I think uh, with the next person who comes in, I hope they don't completely scrap the whole style, and then we have to go back to. No, right back to beginning. I, I don't want to see that. I want a manager who's going to come in and actually, what you really want to see is someone have with us with the ball slightly more in, in the offensive third rather than yeah. our fine, our defensive third. Because that, that's been one of the major criticisms of him all the time he's been here from day one. Yeah. I remember him getting booed at uh, some league cup match really early in his reign just for that. I mean... <laughs> That became a little bit ridiculous as the season went on because we just kept on winning. Yeah. <laughs> but, but with hindsight, you look back and that was a major issue. A major yes, very issue. much so, yeah. It was yeah. The, 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 just the style of play, wasn't it? Yes, and, and totally. It wasn't easy on the eye. Certainly from... I mean, it probably would have done all right in maybe back in Holland or um, mm. just countries which are... Uh, which are which develop and people grow up with that style like we're like yes. in Holland really you know that that's that's how they grow up and that's what they're used to and that's what they're used to seeing 
therefore it's more accepted. Whereas at Reading, you know, obviously you had the under McDermott kind of the sort of the wing play and the long balls. Yes. And that's what you're used to and that's what you enjoy and that's what you think is the right way to going about things. And then you have a complete overhaul and and, and it all changes and, and people don't like change, do they really? That's no, the, they don't. The what they like is the, um, I think, this uh, Reading way, <laughs> which I hear about a lot. And I'm not quite sure what it is, but I think, I don't know whether the Reading way is, I'm not sure if it convinced really, but I think what people want to see is energy. Yeah. And the crowd react to that energy. I see people have been saying, oh, if the crowd was more pro or pro towards the team, the team would put in better performances. But I've seen in numerous games, I could give the Villa game, I could give the Forest game. Uh, there's other ones recently, I'm trying to think when we played quite well, Derby, when they put the energy in and closing down, it's all very basic stuff. There's nothing scientific about it, really. The crowd reacts and gets involved. I think in the last few home games that we've had, I think the crowd have been quite behind the team. You know, there could have been a lot more negative. I would hardly say Reading is the most volatile no crowds so I, I don't feel that we've been um i mean if booing is as bad as it's gonna get yeah know? exactly <laughs> Sadly, yeah. it's yeah i mean i think certainly the uh derby bought quite a few away fans didn't they and that always yeah, helps, so it helps with leeds as well yeah. yeah exactly leeds yeah. and then the kind of newcastle last year we had it yes that uh, always makes it in a nicer kind of atmosphere. I'm sure, you know, for the players to play in as well. Totally. Kind of, I understand why um, it's much easier to play and, now. Yeah. 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 But it's... But yeah, I mean... But you're never going to please everyone, are you? No. No, that, no, no. That, no that's, that's no way. Whoever they appoint, there's going to be people who say, he's rubbish. Yeah. It's, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> and even, even if you're winning winning games like last year, you just... Yeah. There's always someone who's going to pipe up. Yes, yes, they're not doing it in the right way. Yes, yeah. <laughs> which is fair enough because why would you want everyone to agree with everything? That, no, exactly. That, that would make the world really done. boring. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. We we like disagreement. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked some people what they would think on the uh, Twitter account, what they would think if Paul Clement was appointed, because obviously this is only a possible. This is not a definite. So I'm not going to say he is going to be the next manager because I'm setting myself up for a massive fall there. So Mark now said, happy, if he can keep us up this season, I think it'll be a good appointment. Modern day coach with the who who works with the young players will enjoy working with. Sorry, I've really made a mess of reading it out, sorry. I get the, I get the gist of it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I, I do as well. But yeah, you have to decide for that one. I don't certainly. think he did very well with Mo Barrow at Swansea. Uh, yeah. uh, it might be a slight concern for, yeah, from a Reading true. perspective because uh, yeah. he kind of phased him out, I think, and... So hopefully, no. That's a good lots one. Lots of uh, ifs and buts, there, yeah. but yeah, can... yeah. He's our key player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a bit of a worry. Slight concern. Yeah. Yeah. So Martin H comes says Clement is a funny one on paper, considering his CV. Pre-management, he could be seen as a bit of a coup, but his recent managerial jobs have resulted in eventually being sacked. However, I think he was harshly dealt with by Derby. I think he will do well given time. I think it's probably fair. I think Derby was a little bit harsh, considering they're five points yeah. off the top. I know the when he went, I think he had one win in seven, which God would take that run now, wouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> to be there. Any day of the week. But the thing is, you look at Derby and you think, that is a bit of a madhouse. The expectations. What was it? That I think their owner at the time said it was because of style of play that he got the sack. And what have Derby really done since? They've floated in yeah. and out of the same situation. Yeah. So, 
What do you think? Do you think Derby was harsh or? Um, I get. I mean, yes and no. I mean, I think Stam came out today in the Dutch press and said about Championship managers they're given next to no time, and mm. and he was quite fortunate to have nearly two years. So, yeah. um, any sort of run and and you know all eyes are on you and and. Uh, I mean, yeah, one win in seven is hardly disastrous, but mm. it's also if you're pushing for the playoffs and need to, you know, have a consistent run of results, then it's not good enough. So, um, yes, I, I think it, yeah, it was harsh. Um, so no doubt he'll want to prove himself again, and um, uh, you know, as as will everyone else, though, which is a slight issue. And then you, and then you're into this uh, kind of rewarding failure. I don't know. Did we have this discussion in the last time? But What's that? Yeah, well, just a lot of certainly, you know, the the likes of Pardew and Hodgson that keep oh, on getting yes. the jobs. Oh yes, uh, yes having yes, having so. having uh, having failed other jobs, and and yes. Clement hasn't pulled up any trees at uh, at Swansea or Derby, um, and it's obviously it's only two uh, only two clubs. Derby mm. wasn't too bad. No, um, so he's not you know as kind of bad and in inverted commas as, as the others, but. Um, yeah, maybe someone like um, someone like Stam in terms of someone coming in from the blue, really. Yes, and you know, giving them a fair crack at the whip. Well, he also had the ex Ajax manager linked, didn't they? Was it Marcel? Marcel Kites, I think. Yeah, yes. yeah. So that again, would be I think he was of... he was dismissed earlier in the season. I mean, if Tevredin's still there, and mm. I know that it probably will be, he might kind of tap into his Dutch connections and and want to kind of keep the, the style of play. In which case, that that uh, might make sense. So um, that would be a ticking yes. time bomb. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've no idea. That would be a, that would be a brave move, but yeah. um, if you've managed Ajax, yeah. though, that's a pretty high level. I mean, that's way higher than Reading. So yes, it is. Yeah. So you've got to say we we can sit here and say oh right he hasn't done well at Ajax but yeah I mean <laughs> it's kind of it's still pretty good but yeah I exactly, think to bring yeah. someone in who'd have a similar style would be a brave move and who's Dutch and I think he's bald yeah. as well so okay, yeah. <laughs> he's ticking all the boxes. Good. <laughs> well, um, that would be yeah. I mean it yeah. can it can it's. Depends who's making these decisions as well. Yeah, so you've we got. Mm. I think kind of Gourlay's running a bit, but yes. but obviously Tevin won't have his say as well. And mm. um, yeah, who has the final say? That's the thing. I mean, look at uh, it's Frank de Boer, isn't it? The one at yes. Palace. Yeah, you know, Dutchman. Maybe the championship is more his level, and may yeah, maybe offered an opportunity. It sounds crazy to think about someone like Frank de Boer coming to Reading, but who would have thought Yap Stan would? Have? Yeah, exactly. Nobody. Yeah. So no, you don't well, know. Yeah. It's not impossible. So yeah, yeah, I think the one. I think the one that Jamie Austin sent in about um, Clement is really probably what a lot of people are thinking. Not everyone is a little underwhelmed, and I can't really work out if his record is good or not. Got Swansea out of trouble last season, and that's what we needed. So hopefully, he can do the same for us. I think that's pretty much where everyone. Well, yeah, everyone, well, they're all going to have their people. they're all going to have their pros and cons, aren't yeah. they? I mean, you you take any other manager, you know, they would have done, uh, you know, one really good job and had a couple of good, really good seasons, and then ultimately got fired because they haven't uh, didn't meet expectations or, or yeah. took them to relegation. So. I mean, there's no perfect managers out there, isn't there? You've just got to no, find no one which no. would 
be the best fit uh, in the current situation which Reading are in, and and yeah. um, I think you can only look at it in in from a short term perspective and you need someone to to get them through the next two three months yeah definitely oh the most shocking thing one of the most shocking things about today is i got an actual upbeat message from sir dodger roll i, just, just, oh, I just, think you're saying things i think it must be because yeah I, I can't even read it it's just unbelievable so yeah i think people are a bit i think you're right i don't think anyone's going to be the right fit are they whoever they are we just need someone who's going to come in get say eight points and that should definitely be enough, whoever that is. Whether they do it, I'm I'm not convinced they'll be able to do it because we've got such a horrible momentum now. It's almost a bit like the Adkins situation when he came in in the Premier League. Yeah. We're not quite there because we were definitely in much more trouble. Yeah. But you feel like the whole crowd, you would hope that there'd be more of a, I'm not saying blind optimism and faith in the... Uh, crowd but you would hope that it's a new start yeah and we need the new start yeah and i think that this break has come at a very good time as well because i think because you had birmingham one last weekend and who was the other team i think that's the Um, reason probably one of the major reasons why it's happened today isn't it yeah so i think because so they had momentum last weekend and had they had uh, another one this weekend again this weekend i think you know that would have been uh, um bad for all the other sides but actually having that gap Kind of kills that momentum. Kind of kills that again. momentum, yeah. Yeah. And it allows other teams like Reading to kind of freshen up again and, and get ready for, for the next eight games. So um, I think, yeah, that, that that break has come at a good time. Yeah, I think it has as well. It definitely came at a good time for me because I was just sick of watching us. Yeah. And, and it came at, as, 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 as I say, a bad time for, for Birmingham. And I know yeah. we always say the international breaks are always good times because it allows people to, you know, get fit and all that and blah, blah. Um, but I think in this in this instance, um, certainly for Reading, whether they kept Stan or not, um, you know, had they won at Norwich, all that kind of feel good factor would have been would have faded out because the, the next game was two weeks later. Yeah, certainly. So I think we've kind of done the Amsterdam thing now. I think we've kind of covered it all. <laughs> all angles. Keep possibly. going if you want. No, I think that's done. I think we've done that here. So I think we need to, um, we'll talk about the Norwich game. Yet another defeat. <laughs> Possibly another one to add to the list. There were a few positives. There was two, I would think. So let's not just be uh, doom and gloom about the whole situation. Sam Smith got a goal. So yep. that is a good thing. He could have been sent off after about 30 seconds, which would have been an interesting uh, start. When you see Norwich were not happy about that at all. I think one of their players, the player who was tackled, was it? Um, oh, was it Steeperman? Maybe I can't remember which yeah. player it was who was tackled for uh, Norwich, and he's got these stud marks all the way up his leg. They weren't happy about that at all. Um, and also Kelly, Kelly took the goal well, so that was a good thing. There was a bit of an uproar when he was taken off, but it appears that actually he was injured, so that changes the whole situation. Yeah. What did you think of the performance? Um, I mean, after the first half an hour when it was 2-0, I, I, uh, I genuinely thought it, it could be another 7-1. Because mm. it, it was like just that. every attack Norwich were making on the on the Reading goal they were scoring. Reading all at sea defensively, you know, nothing going forward. And you know I thought this is going to be a hell of a long afternoon. And this probably was going to be the end for Yapstam, and it turns out it yeah, was. Yeah, it was. Um, you probably you know, they got it every week, though, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they got it back to 2-1. Um, nice goal from, from from Liam Kelly. And, 
I mean, Norwich weren't anything too special. And you thought kind of Reading were going to push on. Um, made it 3-1 with a penalty. And that's before half-time. Yes. And then you're thinking kind of next goal after half-time is definitely going to you know, change the game. And whoever's going to score it should kind of go on at least. You know, if Reading score it, you'd have liked to think they would have gone on and, and uh, you know, made a good fist of it and maybe tried to draw it. But, um, you know, they scored scored early in the second half, but they were let off at the hook. Certainly, uh, Norwich had three or four more chances after that, yes. which they could have and should have scored. And then Reading had a couple of half chances and then you kind of felt really kind of push for the win. They put Kerbergan on, but it was more like a... Uh, attacking midfielder as opposed to an actual striker and then it was just kind of faded out and, and then you thought 3-2 on the face of it it's not too bad a result could have been a lot worse but then you think it's another defeat you know and there weren't actually that many encouraging signs from it and yeah thank god we don't have to go back to Norwich again this season <laughs> yeah. so that's 10 goals we've conceded in the last two visits there yeah and I say it could have been a hell, of a hell of a lot more yes they could have uh, and there was That's one point in the second half when Blackie thought he'd been fouled. And he just stopped. The whole team stopped to kick to the head. And he really should have scored the Norwich player. I mean, yeah. it really it was not a tapping, but it was pretty much on that level. Yeah. Well, there was so, a def- deflected shot as well, wasn't it? Yes. Like, ne- nearly, yeah. nearely caught Yakula out. And... They could have had a lot more um, goals. Um, one of the first changes I would make if I was uh, in charge, which would be nice if they want to give me the job, <laughs> I take the wages. Is uh, Jacoda? He scares me in goal. Yeah. Yes. I think. I think ninety nine point nine percent Manoni will come back in. Yeah. The only thing I'd say about Yakula is uh, yes, he's looked shaky, uh, and yes, he deserves to be dropped. However, had Stam done that certainly before the international break, I think it would have made him look. Uh, not uh, not very kind of decisive basically I think because yeah. he, he I'm sure he would have known he needs to drop him but you can't keep dropping and changing yes. a goalkeeper you got, if you make a decision you've got to stick by it and certainly with the goalkeeper you've got to give him four or five games which is I think basically what he's been given yeah. um, and you know when you're not in the team you know for long periods your confidence is going to be shaky and you are going to be nervous and however many under 23 in reserve games and training you can look great but actual match time um, I would suspect as you know certainly as a goalkeeper whereas all eyes are on you basically as well more than an outfield player where you can you know you can hide away a bit yeah I'm um, it's, it's understandable and yeah. like with uh, Stuart Taylor remember him a few a few years ago he had, a, he had a couple of games I think he had a game at Everton I remember mm. Um, look very shaky but again it's understandable given you know you're chucking someone in to perform two two games a season basically and for them to be kind of you know really cottoned on and to, to everything and being in sync with everyone is very difficult yeah definitely I mean Stuart Taylor was a professional bench warmer I yeah. mean it's quite incredible wasn't he I mean yep. whole career out of him I mean good luck to him I say <laughs> you know yeah. I mean, definitely yeah. he's had a hell of a career just I don't know nobody knows how good he would have been but um, yeah, yeah. I should stop talking about Stuart Taylor now. <laughs> but, Sorry, that's a bit of a diversion. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. So one thing that really stood out to me on the whole match was Jacob Murphy just destroyed Chris Gunter, and I don't think even Jacob Murphy was a full pelt. He seemed no. to be. And Jacob Murphy's a decent player. I've seen him play. I've seen him play a few times against Reading in other situations. But wow. 
Gunter was just didn't know, didn't have a clue what to do with him at all. No. Yeah, I agree. And you know, is that uh, partly that Murphy's a better player than Gunter? Yes, yes, but also, you know, what about going into the game? Why wasn't uh, you know why didn't they double up on him? Yeah. Why didn't they have a plan to 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 combat that? So um, yeah, but I, I agree. He looked very very good, Murphy. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he is a good player. He's probably get a move like his um, his brother, his twin brother. Yeah, he's at Newcastle, yes. isn't he? And, and yes. uh, Madison, I thought Madison's was a, a class player. Very yeah. good player as well. Yeah, that's yeah. Need to stop, keep, get back on track on Reading. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Talk about right. Madison. Yeah. But Madison is a good player. So if he stands out against us, I think, well, yeah, he should be in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. So that's a good reason why he's standing out yeah. against us, isn't it? I don't think that's really a reflection of us being poor. No. I think no, it's no, more totally. him being good. No. Yeah. So that's another loss, three points away from the relegation zone. Berman got their first win, which we discussed. So like you say, Jonathan, the Probably, and we hope they lose all momentum completely from that. And we then have QPR coming up next, which obviously isn't for a little while yet, but might as well talk about it briefly whilst we're here. And we'll have uh, Ian Holloway coming back and uh, hopefully, hopefully, a new manager by then. You would, or if we haven't, that would be desperate. Really, really hopeful. Really desperate, really <laughs> desperate. So oh, it's really hard to imagine how that game's going to go, but... I just hope there's a slightly more positive atmosphere in the stadium. You'd like to think yes. so. Um, Easter's coming as well, so maybe uh, that'll encourage a few more people to come out. Yeah. Um, I think there will be some changes. Manoni will come back in and um, trying to think who, who else has been kind of phased out recently. But, um, well, Van der Berg hasn't played a lot, but is that going to be yeah, That was injury, well? the yeah. ankle injury, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, Sam Smith might get another start. Maybe a couple of the, the kids. So maybe yeah. Evans. Yeah, he's Evans. been drifting in and out. Hasn't yes, he? yeah. yeah. Um, Rinomotors was in the squad at Wolves, and mm. I mean, it's more down to injuries. But yeah, um, you know, you might see a, a couple of new faces. Um, who are the? I uh, see. Yeah, I mean, Elphick and McShane should be back as well. So yes, you could you could see them and more as a as a back three, and then yeah. Gunter and Richards as, as wing backs, perhaps I, I don't mm. know, but um, I think yeah, there will be some changes. There should be a, a bit more of a, a feel good factor. They haven't really got a good record against QPR from no. from recent times. They don't, they don't seem to do very well. So hopefully that can no, they haven't they at all. They lost t- they them turn last that season. Is that Al Habsi when he made the clangor? It was it was a was Thursday night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a Thursday yeah, night. There was, was hardly yes. anyone there. It was on yes. TV, and it was was it? Yeah, I think, I think it was one 0 with yeah. a last minute goal. Yeah, and there's only about 11,000 in there. Yeah. Was that Mackie last season? Mackie scored. Oh, it could he? have been, yeah. yeah. Maybe there's a season before with Al Habsi in the last minute, but last yeah. season was Mackie. Yes. Yes, I think that's what it is. Yeah, we do seem to lose them a lot, and obviously we lost them on the first day of the season as well, 2-0. Yeah. But I, and I look at their team, and nothing really to... Famous last words, nothing really to... You look um, at our team, you know, that's so, the problem, isn't it? Yes, I mean, yeah, yeah, you do, yeah. On form. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and hopefully Swift should be back, and he could be a difference. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see the approach that they take with Swift. Will it be the same that they did with Stam? And I know it's because of the fitness staff, and they make those decisions. But will the yeah. manager that comes in say, "No, I think I want you to play"? Yeah, I mean, maybe it might be you know, give him just a first half at least, mm. rather than the end of a game. Yeah, let him thought, make his yeah. mark in, at the beginning, and um, just. Just imagine Swift, Barrow, Elphick, McShane, Manone, 
Martin all performing well in one game. Yeah, if we could, yeah, if yeah, we could that, get that. That's, and that's even, a good call. Yeah, and even Aluko. <laughs> yeah, even Aluko. Because I think Aluko is still a good player, and I know he gets a lot of stack. But I look at him technically, and he's lost all confidence now completely. He yeah. seems to be totally confused on the pitch. But I still think he's a good player. And if someone yeah. can get just three good games out of him between now and the end of the season, that could be the difference. Yeah. If he just suddenly sets up two, three goals, or scores one, whatever, you just think, wow, that is a whole season-changing moment. And then if he was to do that, the fans would have a slightly different opinion of him. Yeah. Come the beginning of the next season, if he's still here. I mean, who knows with football? Nothing's impossible, is it? So, but and then and then you look at, I'm going for ages, but you know, look at, at, the, at the summer, at the recruitment. What positions do they need? I mean, you can argue you need eleven new players, but yeah. you know, if you've got, no. I mean, say sign Elphick, that'll be a good signing. Yes, you've got him and Moore as the centre backs. Uh, know whether you, what you do with the goalkeeper, but Minoni's all right at this level. Um, you've got a fully fit Swift in midfield you've got Barrow and Aluka on the wings if they both play well and consistently and you know Bud Varson chips in with his fair few goals that's quite a good spine yeah it is I mean if I was to say what they need is that they need a left back definitely and but then need... if Jordan Abita comes back yeah yeah you've got Omar Richards as well you can't play Blackett there no you've got Omar not. Richards and yeah no that, that's true you have Richards there as well so then you have two players there you definitely need another striker because Kermigan yeah. is, I don't know what he's going to do in the summer. He's obviously under contract, but you can't be really... Poor chef, I bet he's regretting that decision. Oh, yeah. You know, he I, must mm, be, I can't I don't know. Be. I think Reading are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he probably isn't regretting it in well, some ways. in that sense, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't blame him. Give him a contract, that's him. Yeah. But, yeah, we need another striker, but this all is so reliant on us staying up. Yeah, because as we know in the championship, as we've seen, if you stay up, it's irrelevant where you finished the season before. You can have an amazing season the next season, yeah. or not, maybe not amazing, but you can move right up the table. Well, I mean, I, I was speaking to Dave Edwards after the Wolves game, and, and he was saying Wolves were in a similar position after the, well, sorry, before the international break. Uh, they were about nineteen twentieth. Mm. They got on a run of I think five wins in the last eight. He said, got to survive, and obviously they've. All the changes up top yeah. as well there, but um, you know, it just just shows how 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 things can change. Hull came down from the Premier League, didn't they? And look at them, yeah. nearly Sunderland came down, yes. probably League One. So it's yeah. such a topsy turvy league, and things can can change in a matter of months. And um, you know, the 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 three above the relegation zone this season could be the three up top next season. Who knows? Yeah, totally. Look at Cardiff. Yeah, yeah, again, yeah. doing what we did last season. You just do not know. I mean, everyone will say, oh, we could never do this next season. But you just, nothing is impossible. If you just <laughs> really get, get, on a, get on a run and like Reading did. Yeah, we've just yeah, done the complete opposite for, this season. Yeah. Momentum. Yeah. We've just gone the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Because you play so many games on such a regular basis. It's not like the Premier League on every eight games. Mm. You're just playing all the time. I mean, you can't get out of it once you start losing. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's a horrible, rotten run. and We're seeing it firsthand. Yes. And it's... Uh, yeah, it's been a bit crap, really. <laughs> it's kind of, I tried to really dress but it up. But it's uh, it gives to... us stuff to talk about at least. So it we, does we could be someone like go back to Ipswich, oh, you know, yeah. sort of mid-table mediocrity, and and all right, you're safe, but you know, yeah. you're not really going anywhere. No, no. at I least you know we've got something to talk about. The fans have got something to talk about. The players have, but not that they want to talk about it. But um, 
Yeah, yeah. it'd be interesting to see how it develops over the next few weeks if things start to increase, uh, improve, sorry, on the results fronts because um, it's always quite interesting what players come out with a few months after a manager's left. Now, it probably won't be until next summer. Well, in, yeah, until they've probably been in the next season. But all of a sudden, different things come out and you have to read in between the lines slightly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the... Uh, Whoever will come in will will have a new, new style and everything, and they're used to it, and and then they'll think, probably naturally, like you would do. Oh, this is actually better than what we did last time, and, and yes, you know, exactly. But yeah. yeah, as I say, it wouldn't be be boring if everyone was just the same and you know doing everything the same. Totally. You know, you've got to totally. change it up a bit. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, of like last bit on Yapstam completely and we'll just finish in a second so if you've got this far well done <laughs> is that Yapstam I don't think he did everything bad at Reading we had that day at Wembley he lost at Wembley we always lose playoff finals after that his management has been bad so we've seen the two sides we've seen the very good and then he didn't learn enough from the first season with the mistakes when we were losing heavily away and he just hasn't picked up so Good luck to Yap and whatever he does, because I don't wish him ill, because I don't think he's a bad person. No, no. So okay. he'll yeah. he'll get a job somewhere else. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm I don't know. If he wants one. Though. I think he he does want to stay in England. It's just who would go for him, and I know he's been linked with a couple of jobs back in back in Holland. I don't think he really wants to go back there. Certainly not yet in his managerial career. He wants to try and work his way up, and uh, you know, hopefully he, for his sake, he, he does that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So thanks a lot for listening. And uh, I will be back in a couple of weeks. Miss no uh, podcast next week, unless the whole club melts down, owners leave. You never know what's possible. Don't curse it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks a lot for coming, Jonathan. And uh, we will be back soon. Cheers. Thank you.